1: Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Kramer and David Faber. Futures do indicate a fresh high for the S&P at the open. NASDAQ's going to get some help from a 10-year yield below 165. As jobless claims, once again, a stubborn seven-handle uh, the second week above expectations. Our roadmap begins with taxes, infrastructure, and the economic recovery. The president says he is open to, renegoti- or to negotiating on his corporate tax hike plan.
2: Plus chips and the shortage fallout. Apple reportedly postponing MacBook and iPad production. And quote, Chinese financial weapon. Just what is behind billionaire Peter Thiel's newest Bitcoin bash? Carl. All right, guys, uh, let's dive into
1: the ongoing debate about infrastructure, Jim and the corporate tax rate uh, in America. We've heard in the last 24 hours from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, from Raytheon, uh, from the National Association of Manufacturers, who we're going to have on in the 10 a.m. hour, arguing that going back to 28 would cost a million jobs in the first couple of years. Well,
0: look, I, I, I think that these, uh, you know, look, if you put out the estimates, it always, if your business going to make it sound like a lot of people are going to lose jobs, I know that there's a lot of jawbone where this should be, I think that uh, I'm always surprised that no one says, listen, it should be on the individuals uh, because the corporations just are, re- are really humming. But maybe that's the point, Carl. I think the corporations make a lot of money. What's going to matter to me, we have an earnings season next week. And I don't know how you give a forecast of what your earnings going to be. Maybe you do two different sets of uh, forecasts. David, it's going to make forecasting impossible next week, week after, uh, because we have no idea what the tax rate is going to be.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that goes back to sort of that level of uncertainty and will companies choose not to make perhaps some investments they otherwise would as a result of not being certain about what the tax rate will be. Although, guys, you know, Jim, I'd love to. I mean, it's what, four years or so since uh, the tax cut was passed. We spent an awful lot of time then talking about, well, is it going to truly lead to investment, to capital investment that is going to create jobs, or is it simply going to lead to uh, higher dividends and more share buybacks, which are not quite as productive when it comes to what was that was all about? Right. Um, do we know do we know whether that tax cut truly did what at the time Secretary Mnuchin said it would over and over again in terms of increasing GDP in a significant way and leading to greater job growth? Well we did get the lowest
0: unemployment since Lyndon Johnson, and that mm-hmm. was guns and butter back then. This time it was uh, non-inflationary. I, I don't know. I think that's empirical evidence that it did work, David. I don't know what else to say. I mean, you, you get that kind of unemployment, and you get the employment. One of the things that really that was uh, startling was minority employment got much better, something that you know Jay Powell cares tremendously about. So I don't know how, how else you could say it. I mean, they may have bought back stock, but, boy, I don't know how you get. We, we had the lowest unemployment. It, it does matter, David. That number is significant.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, and Carl, listen, I think, you know, on, inevitably in these kinds of situations, you're going to have people looking at it from both sides of the political aisle who are going to view it somewhat differently, even though, as Jim says, the numbers are the numbers yeah. in terms of what happened to employment. But you can still make different arguments about why that actually occurred.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As for the president, guys, uh, interesting set of comments yesterday. Uh, he said he always thought 35 was too high. Um, he argued that 28 is still the lowest rate between the periods uh, between World War II and 2017. And he said 28 is not fleecing them, referring to companies. Here's what he said about the potential of settling on a number somewhere below 28. Here's what he said.
2: Mr. President, are you willing to go lower than the 28 percent corporate tax rate?
3: I'm willing to listen to that. I'm willing, I'm wide open to, but we
2: got to pay for this. we got to pay. There's many other ways we can do it. But I'm willing to negotiate that. I've I've come forward the best, most rational way, in my view, the fairest way to pay for it. But there are many other ways as well. And I'm open.
1: Reuters has a piece up this morning, Jim, uh, an analysis of sorts, talking to some lobbyists who essentially argue that... Uh, we think 25 would be a win, in the words of one energy lobbyist. And that sort of fits in with what a lot of the street's been saying, is that somewhere in the 25, 26 range appears doable.
0: Well, look, this is a, a new president. What he wants is to have, it, it's kind of a style. I think he wants some consensus. Uh, he is, when he says he's open to doing things, remember, that's not by fiat. We, I think, got used to for a while, uh, it's, it's my way or the highway. Uh, David I think that the president is offering what I regard as being something reasonable. Remember, you got the filibuster issue. And, David, you got to get around that. You got to make it so that you get a lot of Republicans. And right now he doesn't have them. And he certainly doesn't have even all the Democrats, as you know.
2: Right. Well, that's kind of the key, because you can conceivably do this under reconciliation in the right. same way that the um, that the relief uh, bill passed. Jim, as you know, the parliamentarian, I believe, has allowed for that. Uh, but you still need Joe Manchin and you still need a bunch of uh, uh, Democratic congressmen who are going to hang on if they can to saying, hey, you've got to repeal the the uh, the salt cap and allow that deduction once again. So it's going to be a very tight road that they have to go down. It's hard to imagine they could get the 60 votes that they would need in the Senate to go outside of reconciliation and actually avoid a filibuster if they if they tried to do that. Um, You know, it's funny, though, Jim, I remember when we were day after day talking about the uh, the Trump tax cut that resulted in the 21 percent. Twenty five was where a lot of people were talking about even back then, if you recall, that that would be the number that they would come at. And then it actually surprised some at coming in
0: uh, a good deal lower. No, 25 (laughs) is good. I mean, Carl, I want to know how there's a very good article in The Times about companies still doing, I believe it's times I get them all mixed up in the morning when you read them all, uh, that they, they basically said, look, uh, there's still a lot of companies that are using the havens overseas. We still get these companies that are paying zero taxes. Uh, maybe I'm still waiting for the uh, NAMT for companies where you, you have to pay, pay something uh, because it's distorting the conversation. I don't know, Carl. I, I mean, I, I think that what matters is the tone of business. And if, if we get a number, uh, then you don't have to put two different scenarios in Then I think we're going to get a lot of good numbers. Right. Uh, I, and that's what I'm looking for next week. I'm looking for really good numbers uh, regardless of the regime. And I think the street is, too. I think it's going to be a remarkable beginning of numbers. And uh, even if you do uh, uh, 30, it won't uh, it won't cause anybody to really get hurt here in terms of huh. earnings systems.
1: Well, to David's point, uh- Uh, To David's point, an interview with Gary Cohn from last summer got passed around yesterday in which he said, "Um, I'm actually okay at 28. The level we got to was actually a bit lower than we needed to go. I always thought that a compromise rate in the mid 20s made sense. Um, we don't know yep. what, how Cohen's views have evolved since then, but that got some attention yesterday. Jim, there's a lot on the vaccine front today. Um, nice news out of the NIH that the Pfizer uh, vaccine is getting good results in 12 to 15 year olds. Uh, AZN, Germany's saying maybe now if you had dose one on AZN, you get dose two Moderna, uh, given some of the blood clot issues that uh, they're now putting on labels. And Jim, a couple of trouble trouble spots around the world. French Open just got delayed by a week. We know what France has been through. And Brazil, uh, this P1 variant, more people died, Jim, in March than in any month so far during the pandemic. Uh, They had 4,200 deaths uh, in a single day this week, which a lot of people are paying attention to.
0: Look, I I just sure, what a terrible situation. I know that where we are in this country is, is that if you catch it early enough, it's it's extremely unlikely that you're going to die. I do think that we're hurting about because of J and uh, I had thought that J and J would have far more, but that was emerging uh, Emergent Bio, and I think that if you take a look, Emergent Bio told me they were they were producing uh, vials even in the fall. What happened to those? I mean, I, I had expected Johnson Johnson to have about 150 million by now. And that would have been enough to be able to spread it to countries like Brazil, I think, if they had had that. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't up to J&J. The the articles about emergent bio, which has been on my show many times, David, uh, make me feel like that uh, if I were a member, if I were part of the FDA, I don't think I'd rubber stamp this one and say, listen, we really need this drug. I just don't think that's going to happen, judging by the safety record.
2: Yeah. Well, you're referring, of course, to the manufacturing screw up. Uh, that resulted in, 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 uh, in quite a few doses going bad or not getting there at all, Jim. You know, li- still in this country, let's be clear, April 19th, I believe, is now the date at which uh, I think the administration has said everybody will be uh, available, uh, doses will be available to everybody, right? From, I think it's right. at age 16, guys. Um, but Brazil has got to be, uh, is, is certainly uh, uh, scary. Uh, and let's not forget, uh, large parts of Europe are still, um, in shutdown uh, in the same way that they were a year ago. And then obviously they reopened only to close again and reopen and close. That's not an insignificant economy that we're talking about. Uh, and that has got to be something that people are, are continuing to be aware of. Although here, Jim, we're still doing, what, over three
0: million shots yeah. a day. But we have no uniform policy. But what happens if you're vaccinated, whether it means that you're able to no. go here or there? We don't know if what, what's going on in corporations, it, it's just a mess. We, we yeah. want to get everyone uh, vaccinated in order for, for herd immunity, but it, it, it's just uh, crazy. I, you know, by the way, Carl, if you live in Europe, uh, you, may get, you may have that AstraZeneca be approved. But I think that the tenor of people is, you know what, I'll do better getting it than getting the AstraZeneca. I really think that the publicity here is hmm. horrible. And they better get a new vaccine over there, because I don't believe, Carl, they're going to prove that all they want. I just think that there's a uh, there's a clarion call that this thing could kill you. And I look right or wrong. That's what people are saying over there. So that's one of the reasons, Carl, why uh, you could have countries that are so far behind. We do not have that. One of the great things about uh, Pfizer and Moderna is I've never heard anyone say anything other than the, the second shot. Moderna gets you sick for 24 hours nothing else yep
1: right yeah I've heard that uh, anecdotally too but, yeah, it's a, it's a been a tough run for, for AstraZeneca from a public perception point, Jim. And maybe it's difficult to put that back in the bottle, uh, yes. so to speak. That said, I, I know you noticed yesterday, Jim, Goldman Sachs has a reopening index, which they've had since the beginning of the pandemic. It's now at a 6 out of 10. That's a new cycle high. And I don't know if you noticed, search interest in the term hotel is at a 10-year high. I love that. So uh, despite some of these... These boiling pots around the world at difficult times in, in, in Europe and South America are uh, reopening, as David said, is definitely on track.
0: Well, look, I mean, if you're if you're in Google, all right. Uh, There were no calls to you last year. Now you've got inventory galore. That's one of the great things about the web. And uh, travel, if that's the key word, then the estimates are way too low. I mean, a lot of these things that are happening in the healthcare uh, market are just directly impacting stocks. And we really have to relate it Uh, because I think that when you see that travel is that high, you have to believe uh, that David talks about this endlessly. David, the regular consumer can make up. For the business traveler, if the if the search word hotel is at a ten year high,
2: yeah, it, yeah, for a little while, but they're not going to continue to be at that level, Jim. There's a great deal of pent up demand, one would expect, and yes, for a period of time, it's going to be furious demand from the uh, from the leisure traveler. But at longer term, I continue to wonder whether you're going to see a return of the business traveler to the levels that we saw. In 2019, when everybody else gets back to normal travel, when we're all not feeling like I got to get out, I got to get out. And we're back to. But by then. Traveling every so often. But by then, I mean, Jamie yeah.
0: Dimon was pretty abject about how bad he felt Zoom is in terms of getting things done. It slows things. Now, typically he was talking about internal. But I, look, I don't think Jamie Dimon is going to say, you know what? Uh, everyone's using Zoom to go see clients. So why don't we use Zoom? I I I think he's just like this. You're you're hedge fund friends. uh, uh, What about uh, my
2: hedge fund friends? Don't you always read that (laughs) in
0: Twitter? People always say we're friends. We hate... we don't yeah, talk know. to well, any they're of these all, they're,
2: most of them. A lot of them. Well, a lot of them are in New York, but a but bunch of them are talk, still in Florida. You're maybe, hedge maybe not I mean, ever get that coming constantly. back. I work for the hedge, fu- hedge funds. F- I hate the that, hedge funds. That fourteen percent state and local tax, income tax, is going to keep a lot of them, maybe some of them, from ever coming back. But J- um, J- J- Carl, speaking more- of coming back, though, the, the question then, Jim, and you both raised it is when corporations are going to feel comfortable bringing everybody back, and this patchwork of different policies is interesting to continue to hear. Uh, Carl, from various companies, um, it, it doesn't feel like at least until Labor Day. That seems to be the sort of the, the key date for so many companies right now.
0: We're flying, we're going, yeah. and business is going to be back. Sorry, David. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, because... CIBC
1: had a report yesterday titled, Back to the Office, Whether You Want to or Not. There you go. I think David's right. By Labor Day, it uh, is not going to be a lot of optionality. Guys, we'll take a break. A lot of calls to get to, including JP Morgan on server enterprise. Nice call on CRM. We'll talk Carnival with Jim. FedEx added to the focus list at JP Morgan. We're back in a moment. Last night on Mad Money, Jim asked Applied Materials CEO Gary Dickerson what the company can do to alleviate the chip shortage.
3: Here's what he said. We've also been investing not only in the United States, half a billion dollars in our Meta Center investment in New York. We've been investing in our operations, our supply chain, our talent, all parts of our infrastructure. So, Jim, we're ready to go. But it does take time.
1: Now, Jim, we got another headline out of Nikkei uh, that uh, the chip shortage is beginning to impact uh, Mac and iPad production.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is all pretty incredible because... uh, there are, there's there been, if you listen to Applied Materials, a big investment. Applied Materials, by the way, is the largest. And they have all the machines you want. So it's not really them. Uh, NXP today downgraded. And what was interesting about the downgrade is that there is talk that they they were not able to make as much. Remember, NXP is, is a Morgan Stanley downgrade. They're the autos. And NXP, it says that they, they had a a fab power outage that really cut things back. There was a fire in a fab in Japan that cut things back. Uh, the Chinese have double and triple order to take more than their share. That is not unusual. And many of our companies just somehow felt like uh, just in time. David, just in time works if every single part is ready. But given the uh, NXP problem, given the fire at Japan problem, given the fact that most of the car companies did not think they'd be anywhere near this run rate, you just can't turn things on on a dime. Uh, I do think that if when the government does the foundry plan, it's not two years. I think it's more like three, four years if the government does that. So, David, this thing, I, I, there are some that are going to be uh, be alleviated. But now we're starting to talk about 2020, 2022. And there's no way we're at it.
2: Yeah. I, you know, listen, MacBooks, iPads, people see it there. I, Jim, I. you know, you've been following this very closely. You've been doing a great job on Mad Money on Thank bringing you. on the various CEOs to discuss it. Uh, is it going to get worse before it gets better?
0: Yes. Uh, yes, it will, because the back orders for companies other than applied materials, it, look, the Lamb Research is an unbelievable company, but I don't know. They're, they're operating around the clock to get out the machine, the capital equipment. They can't do it. We have to see. Uh, I know I don't want to finger the Chinese as being selfish because double ordering is, it, it, it is a tradition in chips. It's one of the reasons why the <laughs> chips like Micron are boom bust. But we didn't double order. They double ordered. And if they cancel some orders, then I think we'll be okay. But that's they kind of have us, the Chinese. They have us. They were smart. So, yeah. uh, we went for no inventory. They love inventory like we used to. So the only thing that would alleviate it is if the Chinese decided, you know what, we don't need to double order. And right now, they're in such a great position. They're producing so many cars there. So, David, it, it is, it's trade war. Hmm. It's trade war in another it's way another, that we don't talk right. about. No, and
2: it's another area of significant tension with the Chinese. Yes. I mean, you can add it to, obviously, what's going on in the South China Sea. You can add it to the everyday uh, drumbeat in terms of Taiwan. You can add it to, obviously, the enormous amount of, um, of spying that they continue to do on our and David, stealing of our intellectual property, Carl. It's
0: worse. Than, I mean, if you're a yeah. Chinese, if you want to be, uh, if you're a China-file, it is worse than it was under Trump. No love. Wow. Still
2: hope we go.
1: Even as we're talking, guys, uh, our Michael Wayland, who covers autos for us, GM cutting production at uh, several North American plants due to the chip shortage, uh, including plants that have already been idled. We'll take a break here, guys. Opening bell coming up in less than ten minutes. We need about six points on the S and P for a fresh record high. Looks like we're going to get almost double that. And the Nasdaq, as we said, uh, big cap tech, going to get a little helping hand from rates, which continue to ease this morning. Uh, The opening bell and more squawk on the street in a moment.
2: Let's get to a mad dash. Costco released its uh, numbers for March. Jim, I'm wondering, are you impressed?
0: I think the company was surprised. That's how strong this was. I think literally, not only was Wall Street surprised, I mean, you've got people having to raise their price target because it's already like Deutsche Bank. They go from 344 to 350. I don't know, David. I think it looks like 362 there. Uh, uh, Wells Fargo was at 370. They got to go to 400. Uh, David, here's what I think is happening e commerce, which they had been considered to be not great at, and they would certainly admit that, has now really caught fire. And, you you know, you've got e commerce going at a more than 50% rate. And so there that kind of growth is going to give you some good numbers. Remember, they were up some pan- they were up against pantry. They were up against pantry stocking. Yeah. And those numbers are incredible. And, David, I'm going to add something else. You know, when we know the pandemic's over, you know, when we know when when, Tell when me. they bring the free samples back at Costco. <laughs> that's the moment. Uh, I would assume they that's, haven't done that yet. No, but that's the moment, David, when the nation is free at last. Have you Jim, ever been to they Costco? They can bring them
2: back now.
0: Have you ever had, like, the uh, well, dip? Like well,
2: the, I, you the know, I told you, I don't really go. I went dip. to one once with, with Jim Senegal well, in, uh, outside Washington. Well, no, was I mean, great, that's the CEO. I mean, member. have you ever
0: been there without the CEO? Yeah, former David, CEO. No, you can go no, station no. to station. And you do not mm-hmm. eat to the, You go there around 435. You don't need to have dinner.
2: You can't. I don't think you can Right, fomites. You can't. It's a less than one in 10,000 chance that you can pick this virus up from surfaces. More and more people are vaccinated. But
0: they're not. You, you look, can't
2: get it from Costco eating was, something. Right.
0: Well, but mean, Costco is the first step now, now Jim. You, you have to open your mouth. You may be, you know, maybe you sing while you're having a sample. You can't do that. I mean, sometimes you might be you might be reduced to song, David. It's so special. Or it may be augmented the song. You go with me okay. once, so, okay? Just go with me once. Uh, we, we don't buy a thing. Uh, we, we got we so many sample.
2: places to go. You and I could spend a week going to places together, and maybe we should do that. David, maybe they had the Camus 2018
0: for seventy-three bucks. Camus, oh you know God. it. You know what Camus. Is. I know it well. From Carl, your, I found from something you from your wedding. Camus. Oh no, your we wedding this, three different we times. We a special forty-year Camus, yeah. David. We took. We went from Baltimore to Boston. Took every single bottle. Remember, we had five. I remember. Carl, I didn't. I didn't leave the bar, Carl. I
2: just kept having them pour that for Did me. you go to the Mountain so, of Caviar? Was
4: great. How about, the, did you go to the Kilo <laughs> uh, Yes, the Luge. I remember that, too.
0: <laughs> guys, uh, guys, the
1: with And, uh, and
0: breath at the bottom of the Do you remember being... the napkins? Jim, what you they know say, the other David? place? Do you remember what Lisa put on the <laughs> napkins? <laughs> <laughs> greatest day no, ever. No, I don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> When, you, when again, you invite five twenty-five you know, and five hundred eight, show it's a it's a testament to to yeah. Lisa, not me. Anyway, Carl, uh, I, know Jim, that's I was actually off looking topic. at
1: my calendar. Now, I was looking at my calendar uh, last night from a couple of years ago, and that was two years ago. Uh, you, me, David, uh, I forget who else was there. Our, our wives uh, had dinner at your restaurant. I know you've talked a lot about the complications of reopening both with the city and with yeah. the CDC guidance. And, of course, uh, Carnival's chief Arnold Darnold talked about the CDC yesterday on Closing Bell in terms of resailing. Here's what he said.
4: We are working with CDC and the administration. Um, to come up with a practical solution. The guidelines issued on April 2nd under the conditional sale order um, are are not particularly workable, but we're confident with conversation and exchange we can get to something so we can be selling uh, in the summer here in the U.S. All
1: right. Streets still wrestling with this one, Jim, but I see Stiefel does go to 35 from 30 today.
0: Uh, I don't think that there's going to be any peace here. Uh, Carnival may be talking to the CDC, Uh, Frank Del Rio. Uh, Remember, you have to be fully vaccinated, not letting children on 60 uh, percent capacity. Finish all the filtration and the CDC will not talk to him. They won't take his call. All he wants to know is what he has to do. Here's my prediction. And it's not Mr. T. Payne. It is. I think there'll be lawsuits here. I think they're going to sue the CDC. Wow. I think they have to. The CDC's rules are they just basically you can only lead to one conclusion with the CDC's rules, which is we're not going to let you sail until everybody has herd immunity in this country. Not only that, but I got to tell you, not speaking to Frank Del Rio, don't they don't take his call? They don't call them. Norwegian's huge. They have seven billion in debt. All these cruise ships have a huge amount of debt. They're going to have to issue more stock if if the CDC doesn't come to terms with it. David, you know, these companies have gone from being very lean balance sheets to having balance sheets now that maybe are among the worst in the country.
2: Yes, they have issued a lot of stock. They've issued a lot of debt now. They've kept themselves alive during a period in which they have uh, not been doing business. It's going on. We're well past a year now, Jim.
0: What are they uh, have to do, it's David? It's
2: disturbing. What are it's, they have it's to do to It's disturbing to hear that. What you, what, I don't know. You've been much closer to it. As I say, you've become the spokesman for cruising uh, nationwide. Spokesman. Um, for,
0: for some I'm the spokesman but, for the, uh, Amer- I for the uh, American Migraine Foundation. I've ever, Okay, I'll have yes. the cruise ship spokesman. And I'm going to sue the CDC. Yes. All right? There you go. I'm the chief spokesperson. <laughs> if, I'm suing the CDC. If, uh,
2: you, uh, but, it, you know, you're, you're raising, you're raising a, a larger question, which is the different barriers that businesses are going to have to go through to get back to being able to do full business. Right. And or what we were talking about earlier, which is when are people going to be fully allowed to resume their activities in their office if they want to? Even when they're fully vaccinated, it seems that there are going to be some there's going to be some mitigation here in terms of well, who's allowed in and who's not. It's kind of hard to imagine because we've all thought playing for full vaccination is what we're here for. Yeah, and once we get there, I thought you've so. protected the most vulnerable. You've protected those people who are potentially going to be sickest. Uh, you are keeping people out of the hospital. You're keeping them from getting sick. And so isn't that what we've been playing for? And when we get
0: there, shouldn't we then be able to fully reopen? Yeah, well, look, I am convinced, Carl, that if they don't come to some conclusions, I think the people who are on the fence about getting the vaccine will just say, why bother? I mean, I don't get a piece of paper that says I've been vaccinated. I don't get any proof. No one really cares. Everyone's every state's different. Carl, isn't that a recipe for just saying I'm not going to Walgreens. I'm not going to CVS. I'm not going to Walmart. I'm not getting any incentive to go. So the hell with it. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway. I mean, Carl, that's the way people are starting to think. It doesn't matter anyway. So why should I have that second Moderna shot and get the chills and feel awful? Hey, I'll skip it. That's what they're courting right now. Wow. That's
1: that's well said, Jim. Uh, consumer um, mindsets regarding this public health thing that we've dealt with for a year is a fragile thing. Uh, and you'd think that policymakers would have learned some tough lessons over the last uh, 12 or 15 months. Hopefully they're, maybe they're listening right now. I, I do want to get you on um, the degree to which tech is leading today, including some uh, server and enterprise names, Jim. ServiceNow, uh, one of the top s and uh, I think it's B of A that adds now CRM, Workday, Coupa, Splunk to their uh, top choices in these names.
0: Both that piece, which is, I think, magnificent. It's after a survey and those companies are great cloud companies and they've been down on their luck. And then Morgan Stanley, Katie Uberty comes out with this piece that basically says, look, things are getting better. IT estimates need to be raised. IBM, David, IBM. The price target goes from the, the earnings and price targets. Look out, David. IBM is one that is maybe going to surprise to the upside. Really?
2: Yes. This was Katie Huberty saying this. It's Katie Huberty.
0: It's not just anybody. It's Katie Huberty.
2: Not just anybody. A well-respected the analyst, best. of course. Yeah,
0: because she does more work than anybody. Uh, Material positive IT hardware it's- estimates. I think she's going to be dead right. Well, actually, I think she's dead right almost all the time. Mm No, all the time. This is big. This is big, David. NetApp, Seagate. Remember them? Uh, We had a big big upgrade to Dell. So I think that that call, this is where they're going. These stocks are not expensive relative to their friends like Caterpillar. Mm -hmm. And um, I think these are unbelievable software and hardware pieces. And they're going to stay strong all day because they're based on surveys. And call the Wall Street loves survey research. Of course, everyone's favorite is (laughs) Evidence Lab from UBS. The Evidence Lab. I don't know. Uh, As
1: David knows, the Piper Teen Survey, man, they they squeeze a lot of product out of that research.
0: (laughs) Do they speak to your kids? (laughs) David, do they call your kids? Do you use the switch? I'm not aware.
2: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what
0: they're... Who do they they survey? Do they go to the mall? I mean, you know, if you're at (laughs) an American Eagle Outfitters and they ask you... Uh, do you go to American Eagle Outfitters? I mean, isn't it like, yes? I mean, where are they doing it? That's it the is. one thing that I want more on the team poll. But I'll tell you this, though, it's been right.
2: <laughs> it has been right. It's been right. Um, guys, uh, I want to get back to technology. I want to move to a, what is more of a special situation this All right, morning. Let Choose me a think box about it. it. And, getting, David, it's
0: going to be box. Get it?
2: Get it? Yes, it's going to be box. Yes! Uh, they're getting crushed. Oh, You knew it. Uh, Down 12 percent, Jim, last I looked. Now, they announced this investment from KKR. It's a half a billion. It's a convert. uh, Pays about a 3 percent. Can pay in kind, but it can pay a 3 percent dividend. Uh, Conversion price, what, 27. Uh, But you can see why. Well, I I talked to a couple of investors or former investors this morning in the stock. And it's like, well, listen, it grows 11 percent. Microsoft continues to potentially be eating their lunch uh, and. There had been hope that they actually were out there trying to find a buyer for the entire company. Um, never been right. clear to me how hard they were looking, uh, but I do believe there was at least a, that possibility. Don't forget Starboard, which already had come after the board once, or at least has some directors already. They're, they're back, three weeks to nominate. Um, I called Jeff Smith, who runs Starboard. He did not return my phone call this morning. Um, and so there does seem to be some disappointment here because it's not as though they needed the money per se. They are talking about getting to at least 12 to 16% growth um, uh, with operating margins between 23 and 27% by fiscal 2024, Jim, none of which seems to be enough to assuage the concerns of those who perhaps had been buying the stock in the hopes that actually they would succeed in selling the entire
0: country. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron he's a very, very young fellow, and can I just say that it's not so bad to have KKR's vote of confidence. I mean, I've been going back and forth no. with Aaron this morning, and I—, I I actually think that the Dutch auction, which I know you'll be covering, uh, and I know they don't really need cash, is only part of it. They're they're getting uh, the cooperation of KKR. I think KKR is a good firm. Yeah, they are, and uh, they're coming on board board right. member
2: as well. That's right.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's good. But- they, look, I, you do. Obviously but the stock well, is does it really over.
2: advance things, Jim? I mean, how does it advance? You know, what does it do? How does it truly bolster their ability to, to do their business in a more effective way? Maybe because
0: it makes it so that they're focused on the company and not whether they are going to get taken over.
2: Hmm. Maybe um, it's maybe. kind of a distraction maybe. every day. I mean, if you think
0: you're, you're supposed to be selling the company, isn't it?
2: It's true. Although it's interesting. Levy's not one of these founders who owns a lot of stock at all. Uh, He never had his huge payday. Um, And there were those who believed he actually would have been incented to potentially find a way to to generate that by selling. Um, I don't know. Obviously, that's not going to happen. We'll see what Starboard chooses to do. And I don't know to what, if any, the implications are for competitor Dropbox as well. Um, you know, given their similarities in some of their businesses, David right?
0: Starboard does maybe. Maybe Jeff will call. I mean, maybe Starboard will call you back. I mean, they—they're the ones. I mean, they got eight percent. I mean, they—they they could yeah. conceivably do yeah. something, right? I mean, or is it just a done deal? Although, right? Although.
2: Although this does translate into 11 percent, Well uh, you know, if KKR right. does uh, when they convert. 27, again, is the price, although there are some 10-day volume-weighted average VWAP, is, isn't uh, two million changes sh- threshold prices. You
0: think that two million shares, which is what Levy has, is not – well, it's really not enough to do anything to try to stop it. But it'd still be no. a good payday in the eyes of most of the people who are watching he's, the show.
2: It would. But today right. he's actually taken 10 percent down on that. So uh, oh, it's a hit we'll to see. see. Guys, I uh, – yeah. Another uh, theme, again, just to come back to the whole idea of when uh, workers are going to come back to the office and just how many. We talk about it every day because we should. It's such right. an important thing as we take a look at chairs of Box. But there's another one. It's Bounce. not Box. It's I don't know how to how you, uh, you know what that is, though, Jim. Right. Carl, you know what company this is. Um, this is chat, WeWork, isn't it?
0: This yeah, is it's, WeWork.
2: It's a blank check for WeWork. Yeah. yeah this is WeWork. Uh, I'm a represent- big fan of him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great. And, you know, he's you know a great it's money.
2: interesting when we, when we think about what WeWork has gone through, right, from what, $40 billion valuation and Adam Newman and um, about to go public and maybe the worst single S1 any of us have ever right. read.
0: Did it have the tequila uh, in the S1?
2: Most abs- was it tequila most in absurd- the S1? absurd. Yeah. I forget what it was. It was uh, to... Near bankruptcy, SoftBank coming in, then the pandemic, and now their business model may actually, Jim, be where you
0: want to be in this environment it's because of the perfect. flexible workspaces, the ability to refashion things. So right. Yeah. Perfect for hybrid. Companies almost invented for this moment. You get off, you need an office for, for six months. You, you want to be able to show up. Right. Uh, companies can go rent space and, and have no uh, uh, long-term uh, lock-in. I would love this company if it were, if it were to come public because it's perfect for what even the Jamie Diamonds are saying. It is coming public. That's it. No, it's I'm public. saying I want this company. This is one of the few SPACs yeah. that I think is interesting. Yeah. Well,
2: look, it's one of the few SPACs that's actually trading well. We haven't talked about SPACs in a while. You can no, see the where SEC the CDC SPAC 50 is right now. Is it very yeah. opaque comment. Well, about looking at it, right, looking at it because of what we've been discussing now for months. And there's the, you know, there's the whole idea of what's going to happen in terms of crushing landlords, but not we work, but projections, Jim. Right? right. That's what the SEC is, is, you know, the the projections that you and I talk about so often on 25 or 26 EBITDA or sales or whatever it right. may be, Carl. Uh, and and they can't be relied no, projections on projections are funny there are projections associated with a merger as associated with an IPO, which have very different constructions,
0: Carl. They're funny, the projections. They make you laugh because they're so great. No matter what, <laughs> flying cars, baby.
1: Guys, flying we got our S and P record high, uh, and you got the ten-year below one six four. Wow. I think we're going to uh, Bob Bassani. <sighs> hey, Bob.
3: Yeah, morning, guys. You're right. S and P new high, and a lot of sectors in the S and P five hundred new highs. Very euphoric mood on the street right now, and for. Frankly, very good reason. Take a look at the sectors right now. There's a new high in the tech sector, uh, and broad participation. Healthcare doing okay. REITs. Whenever you get tech, healthcare, REITs all leading, that's a pretty broad group there. Industrials, flash, banks, very typical going into earnings season. You see a little bit of weakness in a few days before, uh, bank stocks here. Um, if you take a look at what's moving markets right now, if uh, you got to admit, if you look at the sentiment indicators, they're pretty euphoric here. So it looks like the tax hike fears have diminished. We're not going to get a 28 percent tax uh, uh, situation for corporations. Uh, maybe it'll be 24 or 25 percent, but it's not going to be 28. Manchin's against getting rid of the filibuster. So tax f- fears that have been around for months now are diminishing a little. There's obviously going to be something, but it's not going to be anywhere near the worst case scenario. As for earnings, we're expecting a lot more guidance, a lot more guidance, not we don't have visibility. People are expecting CEOs to give some indication of what's going on. And investor sentiment is euphoric. How euphoric? Here's the AAII weekly sentiment indicators. 56% are bullish. That's the highest since January 2018. And this is the old school retail investors, not necessarily the Reddit crowd. Old school retail investors are really optimistic right now, really bullish and not very bearish overall here. Most S&P sectors are near new eyes. We've been saying this for a long, long time. The key point here uh, is the S&P, financials, tech. NASDAQ 100 is 1% away and so are transports here. What's not is there's pockets that have not rallied big and for very good reasons. One of them is those thematic tech, ETFs, everybody loves solar, everyone loves clean energy, everyone loves those ARC funds. But look how far they are off from 52-week highs. What they have in common, big moves up in interest rates in mid-February really hurt these stocks because higher rates reduced the present value of the future cash flows for these companies. So they've been struggling to sort of come back. Uh, if you take a look at some of the high-growth companies that are in these ETFs here, uh, they have very common characteristics, too. Again, they all peaked the Teladocs, Zillow's, Roku's. Tesla's in mid-February as interest rates started moving up. And most of them were very much associated with Kathy Woods uh, and her four or five funds uh, that she's had. So uh, keep an eye on the interest rate situation. While they've been flattish in the last few weeks, there already has been some significant damage to this high growth sector uh, of the markets. But overall, right in the middle at the S&P 500, record highs there. Carl, back to you.
1: All right. Uh, thank you very much, Bob. Also, NASDAQ, seven-week high this morning. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick.
4: Good morning, Carl. Indeed, you know, everybody's watching, of course, as interest rates kind of drip a little bit here. And watching the NASDAQ, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be having the effect I would have thought. Maybe NASDAQ would have popped higher, but it did open higher. Look at a two-day chart of 10-year notes. And what you'll see is we are really falling here. And yesterday's uh, yield low... Outside our time zone before 830 Eastern was 162. So you really want to pay attention to that because should we start to trade under there? Not only would, of course, uh, that put us right at the best support uh, on the charts right around 160, 161. But it's also going to really test the metal of those that have been saying that interest rates are going to remain firm. Uh, you know, we've seen the setbacks very small. Now, look at a year-to-date of tens. And this is fascinating. The right side of that chart, which amounts to basically April thus far... Less volatility, smaller ranges. Uh, so this is something that is real. It just isn't a lot. We're only 11 basis points off the highest closing yield uh, that we've had since we had the 50 basis point all time low. And of course, that was in August. Now, let's look at foreign exchange. Now, these are three one month charts and quite important because I think COVID plays into this to some extent. Now, if you look at the one month of the euro versus the dollar, there's no doubt it is starting to turn. And it certainly seems, as though, that parts of Europe are starting to get their act together, even though they've had some intense closures. Now, the UK, a bit of a different story. Look at the pound versus dollar. It's definitely more sideways to soft, not turning. And, of course, we know 57% of the dollar index is the euro currency. So one month of the dollar index clearly showing we're losing some of the recent momentum to the upside part of that may have something to do with rates going a little bit guns cold here at least over the last four sessions uh jim david carl back to you
1: all right rick thank you very much yeah that is one reason why uh, financials and energy underperforming here techs carrying some water nasdaq near a two-month high got the s p record high as we said and the vix at 16.5 this morning we're back after a break Though I'm sort of a pro-crypto, pro-Bitcoin maximalist person, I, I do wonder whether at this point Bitcoin is also uh, should also be thought in part of as a Chinese uh, financial weapon against the U.S., where it's it is it threatens fiat money, but it especially threatens the uh, the U.S. Uh, dollar, and um, and China wants to do things to weaken it. That's Peter Thiel speaking out on Bitcoin and China at a virtual event held by the Richard Nixon Foundation on Tuesday. Uh, Jim, I see Texas A&M is having a conference on Bitcoin next week where they'll talk to Dalio, Tim Draper, Michael Saylor, Bill Miller, Rob Kaplan of the Fed. And I bet you this question is going to come up again.
0: Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of opaque, uh, really kind of lack of knowledge about what can happen. If Peter Thiel says this could be used as a weapon, Uh, Perhaps he has sources in China about what they want to do. Uh, Obviously, we're printing money left and right here and it's being used. uh, It's it's supplanting gold. David, it's supplanting gold as the way that uh, people are trying to preserve assets. But uh, could the Chinese destabilize the dollar? Well, don't you think that they want to destabilize the dollar? Isn't that one of their things that they want to do?
2: They've uh, they're coming at us on a lot of fronts. I don't yes. think there's any doubt about that. And, and this continues to be a relationship that has to be watched ever so closely by investors and by everybody else. Uh, uh, Carl, we, we know that. And Jim's point's a good one. I mean, I see the GLD is up 1% today, but gold has not made the move that would be typical nope. in an environment in which people are concerned about coming inflation.
1: Yeah, by the way, Bitcoin, the best performing major asset of Q1, up 103 percent. Number two was energy at, I think, about 30 percent. So just massive returns to start the year. By the way, uh, get ready for a new program coming to CNBC beginning on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Tune in for the premiere of Tech Check, where we will cover Bitcoin, crypto, mobility, you name it, all things technology. Uber's Dara Khosrowshahi is going to join us, and we hope you will, too. Monday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. We're back in a moment. Enterprise Software leading the charge this morning as Bank of America adds some fresh price targets to names like ServiceNow. And a little e-com mixed in as well with Etsy, the number one s and p at the moment, up almost 4%. More Squawk on the Street continues after a short break.
0: Jim, you got some big newsmakers on the show tonight. Yeah, three of my favorites. win we're going to talk about, of course. Uh safety in a casino and how well they're doing. Levi, they reported after the close. That's the Levi that's gonna do well, David. And then Constellation, they had to close a gigantic plant that they built in Mexicali. Uh that is going to impact their numbers. And the numbers were just okay. STZ really getting hit. I cannot wait to do this show tonight.
1: Uh, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Some of those those comps are getting tough yep. in the in the liquor business, yep. Jim. We'll and, see. And good six. luck on the
0: new show oh, at, at eleven. I can't wait to see that.
1: Well i I'll, I'll- I'll see you tomorrow. We can talk more about it uh, before Monday. Okay, very good. We'll see you at 6 p.m. Mad Money with Jim Cramer right here on CNBC.
0: You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.